Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the JDR Creatives Podcast. It's something like a podcast, something like an audio journal, something like a, this little recording of my life. A lot of tips, a lot of tricks, more than anything, a place where I'm vulnerable, a space in which I share, and a place where I create. So, Welcome and enjoy. All right, tonight is December 27, 2023. This is the last episode of the year. This is the year in review for 2023, titled Bittersweet Through Discovery, A Year of Triumph and tragedy so uh yeah that's it's quite a title because it's been quite a (laughs) a bittersweet year and um that's that's really what (laughs) we are here but i I wanted to record this episode because my dad's coming into town i don't know where i'll be on the 31st and normally i would reserve the 31st to make you know to make that episode but um I want to try to release it. I hope I can release it on that day. But if not, we will not complain. I want to give you, um, you know, I'm going to give you why I I named it what I named it. But I I want to, you know, take this time and and club announcements. Like I said, my father's coming into town. And uh, the last time he came into town, we lost a family member. And I I just want to take the time to, one, I want to say, you know, it'll be a year on the 30th that we lost my grandmother. Uh, Charlotte Richards, and um, she was she was an amazing woman. I remember making the first episode of this year, and it was really about her and really kind of just, you know, about the funeral and things like that. I'm so blessed. And I think about it because, like, you know, um, you know, it was the first Christmas that I didn't see her face and her, you know, picking on me and saying I was fat or saying, you know, <laughs> just I missed the banter. Um there were times where I didn't know if I was loved. I, I've, I've always felt different in my family structure on my dad's side, just because they all live in Virginia and I live in Florida. But um, what I've learned over the last 10 years, and then specifically what I've been through in this year is I'm going to talk about is just understanding where I am and where I fit into people's lives and, and not discrediting myself and not dis- disrespecting that person's feeling about who I am to them. And that that is the most beautiful thing that, you know, I would say one of the beautiful things that I've learned in this year. It's just been a, a blessing and in ways. And then, like I said, I've, I've dealt with <laughs> some battles and that's what we're going to talk about to, to, to recap and to end this, this episode. I mean, this year's episode, but I want to say that, um, you know, grandmother, I know you're dancing on those stars and you're, you know, you get to rest. I, I really, I, I really miss not having that conversation with you because in the end, I mean, your children just did their thing. And I think some of them got together because one of your children is sick and um, it just didn't, you know, it feel the same not having to be able to talk to all of you guys, but we will do better and we will keep pushing on um, to my aunt Carrie. She's one of the funny aunts I deal with. She hasn't been, you know, the best. And and my dad has already kind of prepared me for that news. 
I'm praying for you. I'm hoping that we can be June bugs together again this this next year. Um, you know, she was born in June. She's a Gemini just like me. And uh that's my twin. That's she's she's just uh she's always been an encouraging aunt, but also funny. And um my prayer is that she'll be okay. But if this is it and I don't make it to June, then we will celebrate you as well. And I love you very much, Carrie. Just like I love you, Grandma. And um you know, we're going to gonna keep going. We're just gonna keep going. That's that's it's really what this episode's gonna encompass. It's gonna encompass the bad, it's gonna encompass the good, but it's going to in the end, I hope to leave you with a pathway forward. And to do that, I have to be the best version of myself in this. And that's, you know, what I plan to do. So it's it's interesting, but I know that we'll be fine. I know that I'll get through it. And um, it's just more lessons. I hope that I am moving myself toward the purpose that I'm supposed to be serving even though it's tough for me because I miss companionship and I companionships have been a hard thing for me. I really want that. But what I've learned is I have to change the way I say that because I'm trying to attract it to me. And by saying want, it's not going to come to me. So I desire, I desire a companion. I desire to walk with someone and I desire to find my purpose. I desire to complete this book. I desire to find my peace. So we're going to get into this episode. This was kind of me just kind of starting you off and letting you know what we're here for today. Like I said, this is the year in review 2023, a year of discovery through tragedy and triumph. Yeah. So yeah, I want to start this episode off by reading. I've been reading this book, Atlas of the Heart by Brini Brown. I don't know if Brini is how you say her first name, but um, there's a part in this this book that talks about bittersweet and the reason why I ended up making it like the title of this episode. And, and um, she's quoting Mark Parent, you know, in this book and, and his view on it is the bittersweet side of appreciating life's most precious moments is the unbearable awareness that those moments are passing. And um, yeah. I like I like I said a few days ago when I was talking to a friend, this year has been a, a convergence of emotion of happy and sad to stand in moments of where I can appreciate the happiness that I was receiving as I understand the dull feeling of sadness as it passes as it leaves me. It's like I had this beautiful moment with this beautiful woman, and she's gone. And that bittersweet has been tough. I got in a wreck and then I got in another wreck and then I dealt with all this bullshit from a car and now I have it back. And all that time is just, you know, so, and, you know, to break the title down even more, I mean, you know, bittersweet, you know, it's a year of discovery through tragedy and triumph or through triumph and tragedy, you know, um, still trying to figure out how I'm going to list that, but you know, this, it's been another year of discovery. I knew this was going to be a year of discovery. I knew that I was going to be learning, um, next year, uh, 2024 is a year of accomplishment, achievement. It's a year of action. It's the A's there. It's I've learned and I will continue to learn, but we will take actionable movement toward everything that I have learned over this last 10 years. And, um, 
you know, I think I talked about, you know, 2020 to 20 to 2010 to 2020. I think I talked about in a 10 year cycle, but the truth is this 10 year cycle from 2013 to 2023 has been the most uh, turbulent or, or really, it was violent because in 2013, everything changed for me. Um, I, it started with me losing my job and then me trying to figure out how I was going to keep my marriage and then f- losing that and then finding the dream job that I always wanted to work for that company, that firm. And I did. And then spending the next six years until 2020, when I got laid off from that firm, really enjoying myself and having a great time and building better relationships with my friends, my family. But at the same time, um, they saved me, you know, from 2014 on, they saved me. I I remember I I got to meet a friend recently in Tallahassee and and I told him, I said, you know, you guys ever wonder why I worked worked so late while I was in the store so late. It was because I didn't want to go home. And the nights that I didn't have Ryan, I didn't want to go home. I um I would be so sad and I didn't want to come home to an empty house, which I'm in an empty house right now. But in this empty house, I have assembled it to make it feel like a home to a place I want to come home to. You know, um, I got a couch in here, I got furniture. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna add some more lighting. It smells like you know, sugar cookies and, and Christmas and, and warmth and love. And it's a place that I am. It's my little place. It's my little place of peace. And I've learned to appreciate it for what it is. And I've made it. And that came off of a recommendation of, of the woman I saw this year, the woman that I was dating earlier in the year. And she, she, she asked me a very important question. That's really defined how I've viewed the space that I live in. And she said, do you live here or do you visit here? And I was like, I kind of visit here because I live in hotels all across the country and I I sleep in king size beds there. And I, and that's what it was. It was like coming back home was like the punishment. But even though I was on the road and I didn't want to be there, you know, I loved, I loved being in those rooms better than I did in my own. So I spent my time um, doing better things and and actually being better and more intentional about those things. You know? So it's just one of those things that it... um, It's been it's <laughs> it's been an interesting year. I um I came prepared to give you everything. And now I sit in front of the mic and you know, it's it's a daunting task, you know. But I am going to give everything. Because I have to let it go, you know. Um, I have to let it go. And so uh, (laughs) to let it go, we have to walk through what we were. 
and what this year has been. And so we will start where it all started for me, and that was, you know, I mean, of course, a new year, January. Uh, you know, my grandmother dies the 30th of uh, 2022, and I think by January 5th, we were up in Virginia putting her to rest. It was a beautiful ceremony. I remember my Aunt Carrie has to talk about her being sick. She was in these Mary J. Bly boots, just jumping around, had a cane, didn't need the cane. She would dance her ass off. And it was one of the one of the greater homecoming services for me because, you know, black service is a lot of sad music, but those preachers were preaching. That music was musicking. So it was it was awesome. And in that time, you know, I was already talking to Farron and we were, you know, connecting and having conversations and, you know, video messaging and it just it was it was fun. It was so um, refreshing to have a connection with somebody and not just have them texting and, you know, calling or having this conversation. And, um, you know, then I come back, you know, we, I think we, it took a little bit, but we went on our first date, we went to, the, to you know, Dave and Buster's and, you know, we had some drinks and we were talking. It was after she got off of work. She had the Frank Lucas jacket. It's a really nice jacket. It's smooth. I got to experience a lot of great dates with her. And, and you know, one of the, the days I remember she, I had uh, taken a day off from work and we went to the beach and we, I remember we went, she took me to a place and I got to have some wings and, you know, we just, we just made a, a night of it, a, a day of it, you know, and it was, it was so peaceful. And, and, and I'll say this here because I mean, hell, who's listening to me, but you know me to tell the truth. Like women find it weird when when men don't specifically like outwardly ag- use aggression or use force or like physical touch. Um, I've always been weird about touch because if I want you to touch me, then I want all of it. But if I don't want you to touch me, I don't want you to touch me at all. She was someone that I found myself being afraid to touch her. And I'm saying afraid in this way, like I'm not afraid to touch someone, but I was afraid because I felt like I would be touching her too much. So I would have, it would be times where I'd be holding my own hands, but I was so at peace and she gave me so much of a relaxation that it wasn't about having sex with her, even though, I mean, I like having sex and I enjoyed having sex with her. I'm being real, you know, I'm being in a space. I'm not trying to be vulgar. It's just true. And um, I just felt so connected with her in that space. And even though, you know, it you know it just didn't work out in the end. It was um, I got to do something I had never done. I was very honest with the woman and told her what I wanted and what I liked sexually and what I enjoyed from her sexually and physically and. I had never been a person who was very vocal about that. I've always been very diplomatic or even political about that. And and some of the freedom she gave me was understanding that I put chains and I put conditions on things and I have to stop putting conditions on things. And, and, and that's what uh, she kind of taught me. I could take you through the episodes within that time frame. Um, you know, I you know, I grace and gratitude, thoughts of jam, you know, I mean, until we go up to the point to where we move into the summer where, you know, in the end, 
we're not seeing eye to eye. She's not reciprocating or communicating like she was. And then I just make the decision to send her this seven minute and 11 second message to tell her, thank you. Um, thank you for what you did for me. And thank you for everything because it was, it was amazing to me. And um, I was so appreciative of, of that. Um, and this year, also, because because I'll just go through the episodes. Like I said, I mean, I you know thoughts with Jim in April, this week with Jim, this week with Jim. You know, April twenty first, May fifth, May nineteenth. You know, I'm working up to just what I was going through and some of the struggles healed. I am. I talked about healing and that, and then the journey to be able to find the strength to to actually ask Aaron out. I wanted to ask Aaron out four years prior, and I was just so lost in my own mess. But this year needed to happen for me because I'm not afraid to ask any woman out now. You know what I mean? I was afraid because I still looked at my value as what my worth was. And I had to learn through my interactions with Farron and just the kind words that she showed was my value is something that someone assesses on me, but my worth is mine to own. And I finally understood that, you know, last month with Jam, vacation with Jam when he went to Virginia. Thank you, June which was big, um, you know, my birthday and being around my family, it was good. I recorded the first Lost episode of the year on July 4th, um, Lost episode six. If I knew what I knew now about writing 130-something poems, I probably would have waited a little bit longer and I would have evened it out because, I mean, the Lost episode seven was at least 70 poems that I, I read. Um, and that was the longest episode of the year, over two hours. Um, goodbye, July. Uh, was very interesting. That was Farron's birthday is in July. And I had a lot of trepidation because I wanted to, I wanted to do that thing and, and be like, happy birthday. You know, she was on my mind, but I didn't. And I was proud of myself. And that by doing that and being, God knew where to put me. I was, you know, on the road for like six weeks doing blitzes in the state of Florida, in which I live. And we were basically hitting the market and, and just going into different cities. We went into my markets and we went my teammates' markets. But that distraction was enough to keep me from doing stupid things, even though I was alone a lot with a phone in my hand. Um, August with Jam Controller Controllables. I record this at the end of the month. At two days before I got hit again, I got hit on the 8th, then I got hit on the 31st. August was a crazy month. Be uncomfortable. And then the last episode was the last one I recorded on the 12th of this month. So that's that's the episode catalog I have for, for this year. Um, but, you know, who knew that it was going to be <laughs> this, this kind of year for me? Um, I didn't know. But I'm so blessed. And, you know, I can, I can look back on certain things and just... You know, you, you just, it's very rare you catch me without words. And it's, it's, I desired to flourish with this woman. So it's like I was having a heartbreak where no one else could understand or was around and, and she was off doing what she was doing. And, you know, I couldn't see it and that's a good thing. 
And in, in that time, you know, like I said, a challenger returns, Ashby returns in that space and then, you know, plays around. And ultimately I got, I got blessed because in this 10 year cycle, you know, I mean, Farron's a little bit different because I, I wish I had a little bit more time because I would have loved to develop something real um, impactful with her. But, you know, hey, I'm done. Uh, you know, this is it. We're closing the door on this 10-year cycle. And what comes next and who comes next in the new years as I go forward, that's going to be for me to own and, and to push myself forward. And that's what I'm going to do. It's just that simple. But, you know, I have this log. And I can, you know, they're just these moments, these text messages I archived of what she said to me. And to be honest with you, it's the one thing in my note section, I created this note section of things she liked. And then there would just be poems I wrote to her that I, like I said, it. I still have it. I still have not went into those poems and given them to you. You don't have any of those 20 poems. Um, and I'm proud of that because they were very sincere and directed for her. I, you know, they're poems I've written about her and amused kind of thing. Like I'm using, I'm using her as a muse to do that but I'm being real about my feelings in it as well. But as far as the poems that were truly hers and set for her, she has them all, you know what I mean? Um, and I've never put them out there because that time with her was very special to me. It's very important. And um, just couldn't see myself doing it. Just didn't feel right. But I look at all the, I look at some of these moments There are pictures I recorded. I mean, there, there's, you know, some audio messages. I remember the card she gave me for Valentine's Day. She said some really kind words to me. And um, I was in love. I was in love. She, um, she meant, she meant the world to me and, um, sorry, that heartbreak is, um, It was quiet. It's like being in a room where no one else can see you or hear you. You don't know if people care. And um, you just want to hide your face. You know, you want to just jump in the bed and throw all the covers over your head. But the next day comes and the sun peeks through the curtains. And you got to get up. You got to keep going. And that's what that's what this year was about. That uh, there are just so many uh, special moments with her that really touched my heart. Um, that meant so much to me, but probably didn't mean anything to her. And I held them very valuable to me because unlike most people, I appreciate the little things. And she was so attentive and so compassionate and caring. And I have been so blessed that for me to lock my eyes on something that I wanted to be with, someone I wanted to be with, um, 
that she was an amazing person. She's a remarkable, formidable woman. And um, like I said, I, I can't be mad. I was mad at first because I'm like, oh, you know, it, it wasn't even ego. It wasn't like, oh, I'm the shit. I'm number one. It's not that. I'll tell people I'm the one. I'm not the two. But I understood it. I wasn't going to create a lifestyle to where I pay for someone. If you're going to date me, we're going to work together to make this companionship and partnership. I'm not building bitches over here. I don't. I built one. And she's ungrateful and she thinks that I, you know, whatever. I don't know what she thinks. I don't I don't know as we close the door on, on this 10-year cycle what Rachel really thinks. Um, and the truth is, nor do I give a shit anymore. I'm leaving all of that in this year and I don't, that's it. I don't care what I'm thought of. At the end of the day, I'm the father of her son and I do my job and I do more than that actually, but. You know, I do what I'm supposed to do. She likes me. She hates me. She wants me to die. You know, whatever. Um, but when I talk about Farron, it's, it's it was a heartbreak. I really thought I could walk with her and, and build something and, and be in a space. But sometimes um, timing is everything. And there's something there's something that the universe is trying to draw me towards. I just don't know. I can feel it. I can feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be and there's more than I'm supposed to be going after and I have to take the risk to do it. That's where the book came from. I'm like, I'm going to write this book because I need to. And maybe that's what the universe is telling me to do, to double down on myself, to believe in me. I don't know, but I'm going to do it. That's the only thing I can do, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I miss her. I won't lie. I'm, I miss her. But the absence has helped me to focus on what I needed to be focused on. It's helped me to push. It's like I said, I, I said um, in a video, I was sending a friend, you know, I didn't know that April was going to prepare me for August. But I'm so glad I had an April to prepare me for August because in April, I literally spent a weekend alone when I was supposed to be with her. And that was it. That was the end of what we were. I go back to Gainesville and I send that seven minute, 11 message, seven, seven minute, 11 second message. And my emotions were in a, a tough place because I'm in Gainesville as a friend literally died and I can't be at his funeral. And I feel guilty and I feel bad. And I just was having a lot. I was, I was struggling. I was really struggling, but that moment gave me another friend back who we were at odds with one another. We weren't talking because, you know, I felt disrespected and she felt like I needed to be left alone. And it's one of these things about me. It's hard to be my friend because the abandonment in me is I'm a hyper independent. I'm going to run out the door before you do. And the thing about, uh, the thing that's very paramount to this year with even though Farron was in the first four months, but she really, her existence and her presence shaped the rest of my year in her absence. That was what was so beautiful about her is that her presence was giving me lessons to prepare me for her absence. And in her absence, I was learning that goodbye is not such a bad thing. It's not such a bad thing. It's necessary. You know, goodbye is very necessary to where, who we are and what we are and what we're going to be. And it's hard sometimes, you know what I mean? Like 
because you don't want to you don't want to lose I don't want to be without I don't want to see people leave me I had a hard time with that and just you know seeing people go without and it, it just wasn't easy for me it really wasn't I was struggling, you know, I mean, and, and that's 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 the truth. I, I struggled without her um, because I, you know, the first part of it is, is will she come back? That was that's what it was, is will she come back? And the second part was closure. And it was like, what did I do wrong? And then once I realized, like, you know what, that's when my self-worth kicked and was like, well, I'm a pretty decent dude and I can communicate and we can get past anything. She doesn't want to. And that's when I realized, like, I respected it because it's a survival thing. At the end of the day, like, I'm not going to pay for you to sit at home and to take care of kids. I've taken care of my son my whole life. I don't need a woman to take care of my kids. I need a woman who is going to be here for me, to breathe life into me, to be my companion, to hold my hand, and to build moments with me. And the extra being a bonus mom is something great for Ryan. But Ryan has his mom. And she picked what was necessary for her, and I respect it. Um, it just it was it was a heartbreak because I was in love, and I wanted to spend more moments with her. I wanted to have the matching pajamas at Christmas with her. I wanted to to wrap presents and learn how to wrap presents and do fun things and have a bigger tree. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I want it. I didn't want it to be me alone. And, um, but ultimately it needed to happen. It had to happen because I have been, there's been a lot of time for me to sit back and observe a lot of time for me to learn things about myself. And one of the things, like I said, the one of the gifts that she give, gave me that she didn't realize is like goodbye. I have struggled for 37 years with goodbye. In the last 10 years, I've, I've experienced a lot of goodbyes, very bittersweet goodbyes. And it, literally, I couldn't run from it. When I got laid off, I was preparing for that goodbye. I knew we were about to get laid off because we got a weird email. But I wasn't... I wasn't ready for it in the way and I had to be there for my friends and and I was there I was so strong for them that I didn't process how I felt about the goodbye until I got into 2021 and trying to make my parents proud and make everybody proud make my son proud and I'm running around doing jobs that I didn't want to do it was stupid you know it was stupid and but I needed to go through that and, and really it was just more of like if I knew if I knew better I would have been better but it was, it's all a part of what discovery is. And so the gift that she gave me, she gave me a few gifts. One, I was caged to conditions. She unlocked that key in that lock and she threw it away. And I have no cage to those conditions. And then she gave me the ability to, to handle goodbye. She gave me the ability to understand that it's necessary. It's a very necessary thing um, to really deal with goodbye and, like I said, I'm just so fucking thankful for it, you know? So thankful.
because I didn't know that I was going to get that. I didn't. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, like I said, it, it just, it was everything, you know. I want to leave a poem on this side of it. Um, like I said, I've recorded the last Lost episode. The rest of these poems, they're going to get put into the Lost episode eight. Because like I said, next year is going to be about writing a book. So I don't have a, a, I don't know if I'll make more than 20 or 30. I don't know how many poems are going to go up on my Instagram. I really don't. But I, um, I'm going to continue to write. But my goal is to make sure that I write in the way I need to. And so my focus is the book first and then Instagram second. So I don't know how many poems are going to go, but, you know, we're working. So let me give you this poem because it was what I posted a few days ago. And um, I think the the caption is the borders of love uh, haunt in absence. Haunt you in absence. In the recesses of my heart, sitting alone with questions on my mind of the moments when I thought you would be mine. To only watch you disappear from my light, left with a quiet heartbreak as I had hopes our walk would align. Only to discover lessons that would help shape my life. The silence was excruciating. Now I find it therapeutic. I no longer can hear your voice or your precious laugh. What a year it has been. I sit and think as it is coming to an end. I had hopes that we could flourish, only to be left with the memory of your presence. With gratitude. I am thankful for our moments. The mo- the night that I kissed her, it replays in my mind a lot, and and I know you know that's limerence. I shouldn't. I'm, I'm moving myself on, people. Don't worry about me in that. But it, I felt so connected. I felt I felt something, and I, it reminded me of why I stopped going and just hoeing around and just sleeping with women because it was like I needed to feel that they wanted to be in this moment just like I did. It wasn't just about a physical action, but it was about the connection of the moment of emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical, all of it connecting together. That is what I seek. And I will get there. This year was just a lesson of discovery. We'll flip to the other side. (laughs) yeah so that was that was that um moving on um you know beyond those first four months you go into to may i'm moving closer to june uh ryan and i take a trip to see my dad in virginia first time we've been back in seven years it's very important that we went um you know like i said my grandma's gone by now so um it didn't really matter but it was about It was about going and enjoying the time. And I had a great time. I had a great time watching these two interact, play. And, um, you know, it's cool. The the Nerf War, Nerf War comes, his uncles and aunts come, and it's just the Nerf bullets all over the house. It was just so fun. And then um, going to see my aunt in her house. We go up to D.C. We replicate the trip for Ryan that he had for his fifth grade trip. Of course, um, you know, I missed the part of him graduating fifth grade. You know, he's in middle school now. 
gets accepted into the AP program, just wrapped up his uh, first full uh, semester of that and, you know, killing it. Very proud of him. But, uh, you know, do the fifth grade ceremony. So we we take him to D.C. to replicate his trip he had. He got to go to the Capitol. It was, it was really fun. I had a great time. My dad made it fun. And, um, you know, flying back first class, kids crying, my dad's crying. I've talked about that before. You know, they the love they have for each other, that's what's going to be great to see when he gets here. It's really cool. Uh, I love them both because they just – I never got that. And so to see two, you know, to see a – kind of a father figure and a son, you know, just enjoy each other. Grandfather, grandson, it's cool. And um yeah, like I said, I was up there. They they surprised me with a birthday cake and then a birthday celebration. And um it was a very emotional I had to hold back my tears that day. But it was a very emotional thing for me because like I said, I in the poem I I often don't ask for attention. I'm I, I'm I'm often the one who is of service. So it's just one of those things for me. Um, that I really appreciate it. And it meant, it meant the most to me. And then I come back home and, and then I broke a tradition where normally I would get up at the sunrise and I would, you know, talk about all my failures and all the things and I would go to the sunset and set goals. And, and I realized I just wanted to spend the time with my son. I didn't want to be alone. That was really the big thing. I, I realized for my birthday, I did not want to be alone. And I got sad halfway through, and I realized, okay, let me do that. We go to Pensacola. We go see a baseball game. We have a blast. I just – I had an awesome time in June. And that, that was, you know, that was June, July. We, I mean, June and July, we were working, we were blitzing, we were hitting accounts, and I got to work with all my teammates and got to have great experiences with them. Um, got to bond with Crystal and Ravi. They're, they're the other state managers in the state, Central and South Florida. I'm the North. And um, I think we became a very tight team. Our company's going through changes because it's growing, and we are building, and we are growing into something major and uh, next year is going to be a very major year for us and a lot of products and brands that we're coming out with but change often brings uncomfortability and, and necessity for movement upwards or downwards and so it's just one of those things that we were going through but we bonded and we became very close and they are my family kind of like how it was when i was with samsung very important I get to August, you know, I'm trying to work and then I'm leaving a store visit and boom, a guy hits me in the passenger backside, spins me around. And I did not know from that moment that my life would be changed because, man, it's costing me some money. <laughs> um, it's been a ride. <laughs> it's been interesting. Uh, I got to try every SUV in the class. I figured out between a Honda CRV and a Mazda CX-50. Those are two of the best in the class. Um, like I said, Ashby came back. Ryan got to ride jet skis. That was fun. I thought that, you know, maybe we could reconnect. And then I realized that I was meant to leave that where it was supposed to be. And in the end, um, she made some choices that were best for her. And I made the choices that was best for me. I cannot have friendships with somebody I love. I just can't. 
somebody I've loved, somebody I wanted to be with, someone that I saw a future with. I don't want to be your friend. I want to be with you. And if I can't be with you, then go along. You don't get to, to orbit space. You don't get to sit and, and enjoy my life. You get to get out of the way. And I've that's a self-worth thing. And, um, you know, like I said, uh, the one thing I will say about August, September, October, and November, and then as we got into the first part of December was I wasted time. Um, if I was to talk to that Jemaiah, if this was a future Jemaiah talking to a past Jemaiah coming up to the present self, it would have been go out and have fun. You can't control when you're going to get a, your car back. You can't control how much money it's going to cost, but be thankful because 10 years prior, and that's where this 10 years started to pop in my head. 10 years prior, I had my credit was shit. My credit was, you know, fucked. It was in the tubes. I was paying for a divorce. I was paying for all this debt. And I, my credit score, I think, got all the way down to like a 490. You know, my credit's over 800 these days, people. You know, like I said, I, I started fixing it about, let's see, this is 2023, about five years ago. Yeah, started fixing it five years ago. And uh, it took me about three years to get it to 700. And then, like I said, I just been on this march. The goal was to get to 800. I did that. Um, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to keep going because uh, 900 is the new 800. And, you know, that's what we're going to try to do. But um, I just was going to continue to push myself forward no matter what. And what I forgot was because I was so stressed about having my car and I didn't want to incur these fees or the prices and this and that was like I should have enjoyed the moments I had. I should have took more time and went out. But if the Lord grants me to go into the next year, into 2024, I'm going to spend a little bit more time out and spend a little more time connecting with friends and, and doing fun things because I really hid in this place that I've made homey for myself. And I've got to spend a little bit more time loving myself. I desire to win. And I desire to have fun. And that requires me to stop hiding. So I leave the hidden Jemiah in 2023 as I go forward for accomplishment, achievement, and action into 24. That's what I'm going to do. Um, there were triumphs. There were lessons that I learned. There were things that I accomplished. There were things to see Ryan smile and things that he was achieved. There are tragedies too. To, to have a quiet heartbreak in the spring was tough when I thought that I could have, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that I would be sitting here today telling you that I'm not with this woman. I thought I would be telling you that I see a future with her, a bright future, and that I'm, you know, I wouldn't even be recording it now. I would probably wouldn't be recording. I'd probably be recording it late because I would have been with her. You know what I mean? Um, I was willing to put the pen down. I was willing to put any of this creativity down to, to love. And what I learned about myself is this is my hobby. This is something that gives me passion. I can't put it down. I have to run towards it. And I was putting down the, the creativity. I was putting it down. And like I said, I spent my time writing a lot. I got to get back to the photography. We've been potting a lot. Like I said, I think this is the 88th episode. So if this is, we are 12 within tow. And 12 next year can easily happen if I do 12 months worth of episodes. You know, I could, I could easily do that and be at the year-end episode and be on my 100th episode. And so um, that could happen, but at the same time, I have the opportunity to crush that before because, you know, my, my friend wants to do that. I've done episodes with Jocelyn. She wants to do more pods. 
So there are a lot of things that are actionable in 2024, and I'm really excited to get my hands in. Um, I don't want to sit back. I don't want to wait. I want to explore. I want to enjoy, and I want to live. And I haven't done that because I have conditioned myself to stay within certain parameters. And 2024 is about breaking apart, pushing toward purpose, but not being conditioned or within parameters. I'm going to do that. Um, to get to this point, to get to where we are today, it took a lot of time to sit. Um, to sit back, to really appreciate what I was doing, to think about what I was doing, and to really observe, to find peace and not responding, to find peace and understanding the answer but not being quick to anger. And the other part was it was like letting go, letting go of things I couldn't control, a situation uh, about my nephew where I can't control how that works because I have to just be and just enjoying the moments and kind of like what uh, I really thought what I was going to name this episode was like a year of discovery and learning, um, you know, that the focus isn't on what isn't, but the focus is what is. And so what I mean on that is I've had to learn to let go of things that I can't control by realizing that when I focus on what is the things that I can actually have, the things that are around me, and I don't focus on what isn't, then all the things align. Everything lines up. Everything is beautiful. And there's so many amazing things that I'm able to be a part of. But when I'm lost in what isn't, then I get negative. Then I dwell. Then I'm in the pit. And I don't really accomplish much. And I seek to accomplish a lot. And to do that, I've had to literally let go in moments in which I didn't. I had to learn how to train my ego that, Something may be important to me, but what? But I had to ask myself, what, what was I really going to get from it? Was I really going to gain something from whining about what I couldn't control? Or would I be better served to focus my energy on what I could? That has been the difference in, in my walk. And that's what I'm appreciative of. So it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, been, it's been quite a run. Um. It's been quite a run. Something that happened this year as well is that it was the first time in eight years I didn't spend a Christmas Eve alone. I was invited to a friend's Christmas party, and it was really what I needed. It kept me from being sad and dwelling. And this is the poem I wrote to him. Because of you, today I'm not alone, wandering around the bay with my camera in hand, distracting myself from my pain. A warm invite into your space with moments of cheer with your family. James has been a friend, but James and I, as his wife said, are very similar. We, we tend to move to our own beat and we tend to hide in plain sight. And we try to save the world while we are breaking. I was very thankful to have been invited into his space and have fun. And I look forward to going next year to his Christmas party. It's a tradition that I'm very excited about. We didn't get to see a movie this year. <clears throat> we did have Waffle House, but traditions are meant to be moved and, and kind of switched around. You have to be, you know, adaptable. Um, like I said, I have a couch. I've got a record player. I've got some vinyls. And um, I, I look to add lighting. Um, I also look to move out 
more of the work stuff and make this place more um, more homey, more of my space that I come to relax. I do not know what 2024 is going to bring, but my prayer is, is that, Lord, you give me the courage to go after every and anything that I seek. I desire to win. I desire to complete this book and to publish it. I desire companionship and love. I desire, you know, growth. I desire, you know, a better situation for Ryan, for myself, the ability to, you know, help us make more money and help to, to guide and make a better life for us both. I desire a lot and I'm going to work my ass off to get it because that's what I've always been about. I've lost people, you know, um, grandma, you know, Charles. Um, I've had friends lose people. But as I get older every year, I just realize how thankful I am for the moments that I get. Time is a precious resource and it's one of the most precious things that I have. And so I try to enjoy it as tomorrow I get to go sit with two friends and have breakfast. I'm just so thankful for those, those moments and those opportunities. And I will never, ever, ever, ever give up having the opportunities to be around amazing people. And I will fight like hell for the moments for Ryan, for the moments for my friends, for the moments for myself with an open art and an open mind. I seek love. I seek peace. I seek happiness. And that's, that's what I'm going to go push myself towards with my light. I'm not afraid anymore. There are moments where I get scared, but I'm not afraid to do what's necessary. I understand to let go. I've let go. I understand I can't control anything. I, I let go. I leave it to God. I leave it to the universe. I have faith. But I have faith in myself, too, because I'm very resilient and I'm very prudent in how I move. But I've also been protected by God, by the universe, by my ancestors, people who look over me and want me to do well. I would tell you all, if you could hear me or you could see me as you have passed, I want to make you proud. I live to make you proud. I hope that I make you proud. It's one of those spots in my heart that gets me really emotional um, because I'm by myself. You know, um, there are no trophies to win, to know pride. There, there's none of that. But I know that you love me. And so that love will carry me. And it will continue to push me to where I'm going. Onward is the mission. And that's the book. I'm telling you here first. That's the name of the book. Onward. Onward is the mission. We have so much to do and so much to achieve. And in between all of that achievement, there will be moments of levity. There will be beautiful moments. And we have to remember to breathe.
So we will breathe. We will live. We will achieve. We will be actionable. We'll learn a little bit. But this is the year of discovery as the 10-year cycle ends from 2013 where my life changed. And I was, it was all upended from loving and having to choose to be a father and not a husband. Everything changed in my life 10 years ago. But then finding that dream job after I was in a job where I was cleaning poop and blood off the walls every day. And then having that job for six years with amazing people and traveling all around this country to be told silently on my computer in front of a host of people that I no longer existed and worked there to going into a year and not knowing who I was and what I was and what I was doing to almost dying, to being in a hospital bed, being, being depressed, not realizing, not having hope. To being in a year where I've lost weight and I'm looking good and I'm moving around the corner. And I'm pushing for my health. I didn't talk about that either. But I changed my food. I changed my lifestyle. And I'm, I'm working on my body. I worked on my mental. I worked on my emotional in these 10 years. And to complete it, yeah, I didn't complete it in the 10 years specifically about getting my body where it needed to be. But it's almost there. And next year we will complete it. We will complete it by the time I get to 40. I said I wanted to lose 40 and 40. I will lose 40 before 40. But at the same time, I will complete a goal that's been in that list since 2013. And it's getting back in shape. I'm proud of myself because I made commitments. And I realized that when you push me against the corner or a wall, I will always fight. So everything everything happens for a reason. My son's playing basketball. I'm going to get him back into soccer. It's just so cool to see him flourish in front of me. It's so cool to be able to watch him and to see him even as a human being in interactions and listen to him talk. He's so amazing. I'm so blessed to have that. So the isn't is where is this woman to hold my hand and be with me and to be, I can't focus on that. I have a Ryan James and he's fucking incredible. I might not have that woman I want. (laughs) It's all about attraction, but I will find that woman I desire. That's coming to me. I will also complete the task that I need to complete, that I desire to complete. That's the trick to how this all works. I believe in me. And for the first time in a long time, I'm not saying it to be motivational. I'm saying it because I know my capabilities. I know the ability of resilience and perseverance. I know my determination and my work ethic. I know when I set my sights on something, I can get it. So I implore all of you as I leave you in 2023, through all my pain, through all the tragedy, through all the triumphs, and how bittersweet it is to kiss someone's lips and to watch them walk away or to go into silence, to one day watching them be on your phone, to getting a FaceTime from them or a voice note that just makes you warm, and then all of a sudden they disappear as you go home to traveling by that place where you first, that first place where you kissed them on that date, 
where their lips tasted great and they were amazing and everything to the night where you were at that restaurant and you shut it down <laughs> to that night where she trusted you with her person. Girls don't do that unless they really like you. So that day we spent together, we exchanged gifts. You were everything, everything that I miss. I could keep going on and on because I loved that woman. And I haven't out-processed her all the way. I still love her. But we will move on because I desire companionship and I desire my partner. And I can't get that if I'm stuck in the past. It's not about her moving on. It's about me letting go. It's me letting go of all the negative things that happen. To having a moment of where I was the good person. I didn't do anything wrong, but I got fucked by my insurance company. I got fucked by the whole process. I was treated like shit. Spending all this money to take care of a problem that wasn't mine to take care of. But I'm going to be on their motherfucking ass in 2024. They'll get so fucking tired of me. (laughs) I plan for them to be tired of me. Because I'm going to be on their motherfucking neck for what they did to me. But as far as anybody who loves me, to my friends, to the people who do care for me, I love you and I thank you for making this year an amazing thing. I thank you so much for being here for me and keeping me sane. God gave me a season of inconvenience to teach me to ask for help and to be more aware of the people who care about me and not to feel as I'm a burden, but to be aware and to stand in it. And I've got a lot of work to do because I'm a hyper-independent, but I'm willing to do the work for all of you. I love you all. I'm thankful for all of you. It's been a hell of a 2023. Grandma, I love you. Charles, you were something. I miss you. Ryan James, you're about to be 12. (laughs) Or three. Wow. Time goes by so fast, buddy. We've got six more summers and you'll be a grown man. And I look forward to each summer I get to spend with you. Because I'm going to enjoy each one of them before you leave the coup. Before you leave my house. And before you turn into who you need to be. And remain true to you. I love you, son. You saved my life a long time ago. You saved my life. Without you, I wouldn't be recording this episode. I wouldn't have recorded 87 of them bitches before. So, I want to say I love you. And I thank you because there were times this year I was sad and you sat there and you told me who I was. You told me that I was a hard worker. You told me I was a great dad. You told me I was a good person and that I could find a woman that was special. I just got to go for it. My heart's been broken, so I gave up a long time ago and I wanted to run and hide again. But you reminded me why I can't hide. There's so much love I have to give and so much love I'm willing to receive. So we're going to go fucking do that. Because next year is not about discovery. It's about action. It's about achievement. It's about accomplishing. We will learn, but we will get shit done. Hell of a discovery year again in 23 like it was in 22. But 24 is about getting shit done. So we going to fucking do it. (laughs) Chew knows it. Wow. Wow. 2023. That fast. It's done. 
I want to take the time to thank anyone who listened to this audio journal or this podcast this year. Like I said, this is the last episode of the year, and I like to always send a message out at the end. I like That's going to be my thing. It's, it's authentic to, to what this is. I hope you enjoyed the year in review, 2023, bittersweet, a year of discovery through tragedy and triumph. Um, but most of all, if you spent the time listening to any of my episodes this year or this one, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I am going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to learn and make this a great thing. But like I said, 3,000 years from now, when I'm dead and gone, my voice will live on the internet. I won't be in Web 4, Web 5, who knows? But most of all, like I said again, thank you so much for spending time with me this year and listening to my episodes. I have poured out of my heart and been completely transparent because that authenticity is what makes me me. So from my desk that is lit up and illuminated to your home, wherever you may roam, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Happy New Year.